If you turn me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 11, I'm going to go right to the word of the Lord, Mark chapter 11. Hallelujah. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Familiar portions of scripture to many. The words of Jesus, where he said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, what mountain? The mountain of doubt. Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shalt not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Oh God, we thank you for your word. I know that your word is forever settled in heaven, God, and I thank you for your word right now, Jesus. I know that your word is anointed, God, and I ask you to anoint your messenger right now in Jesus' name. Hide me under the shadow of your cross, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Put strength in our bodies to deliver your word as you'd have us to right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, help us to say those things that are from you and to hold back those things that are from us. I pray in the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for what you will do in this place. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. And I want to preach on this topic, however, however long God would want us to. Simply unwavering faith. Unwavering faith. Now when I felt this, I was like, God, you don't have to test me. I'm already tested enough. I don't need to be tested on how to have unwavering faith. Amen. But I do believe somebody in this house this morning needs to hear the word of the Lord. You need to remember that we've got to have unwavering faith. All throughout scripture. We read of the importance of faith. We've got to have faith in our lives. We are saved by faith. We are shielded by faith. We are to walk in faith. We are to stand and fight the good fight of faith. We are to live by faith. We are to inherit the promises of God by faith. We are to be rich in faith. We are to pray in faith. It's faith, faith, faith. We need faith in our lives. And we cannot allow the faith that God has placed in us because God has placed a measure of faith into every man, woman, boy, and child. God has placed a measure of faith into you. Amen. And that measure, we cannot allow it to dissipate. But we've got to create something with inside of us and say, God, I know that you're mighty. I know that you're powerful. I know that you're real. And God, that seed of faith that you placed inside of me, I am going to let it grow into a great big tree of faith. Hallelujah. We've got to have faith. It's the desire of God that every person in this room, outside of this room, every person watching online would have unwavering faith inside of them. That they would have a faith that could not be shattered inside of their lives. His word says in Hebrews 11 and 6 that without faith it is impossible to please him. It's impossible to please God without faith. That's his word. And I believe that we can see through scripture that before anything in our life can be productive, we must first have faith above all. John 4 and 24 says, God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. But the first part of that verse is God is a spirit. God is infinite. God is unlimited in power. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. Come on. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere at once. That's who he is. It is hard for our finite brains to wrap our heads around that. Amen. It's hard for us to comprehend sometimes. When we're in the midst of the struggle, when we're in the midst of the battle, it's hard for us to comprehend the kind of God that we serve. We're limited. And so we think in our own limited abilities. We think by our own strength sometimes. That's just impossible. That can't happen. We've got to kick that out of the window and let unlimited faith, unwavering faith, seek down inside of us and say, hey, we serve a God who can do anything and everything. We serve a God who has no limits. There is no limitations to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not doing this on our own. There are no impossibilities with God. We must remember in difficult times, 
in our lives that the word of God says in Ephesians 6 and, in Ephesians 6 and 10, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're not walking in the power of our own might. I thank God for that. I'm not walking in the power. Of, if I was, I'd be dead already. But I'm walking in the power of his might. I'm walking with his hand, amen, in my hand. And he is leading me. I am walking in the power of his might. We must put on the whole armor of God, which includes, by the way, the shield of faith. The Bible says above all. It doesn't mean that more than all. It means it's above all. Against, it's going to take every lick for you that the enemy would send you away. Every fiery dart that would come at you, above all, it's going to take that for you. Your shield of faith, we've got to have that. Amen. May I remind us today that the link for us, that, that link, you want to put that up for me, Brother Pat, that link between you and God, that link between you and the supernatural is faith. I just wanted to give you that visual this morning. Man is here in our incapabilities. We're here with all of our frailties. But we take that faith, that seed of faith that God has placed inside of us. And that link is the very link, that link of faith links us to the supernatural. We can't forget the importance of faith in our lives. Faith is simply believing what God says. It's tuning out what everybody else is saying. It's tuning out what the enemy is saying. It's simply believing what God is saying. Somebody needs to open up your spiritual ears this morning and hear what God is saying for the church. Hear what God is saying to you. Hear what God is saying for your family. Amen. Tune out those other things. Believe what God says. Faith is knowing and having a deep-rooted conviction that God's word is true. Amen. His word is true. It doesn't matter what anything else says. If his word has said something different, his word stands above it all. Doesn't the word of God say that the word is the only thing that's exalted above his name? His word is so powerful. He puts so much trust in his word that he exalts it above his name. You can trust in the word of God. When God says something, you can trust that it's going to come to pass. His word is true. Hallelujah. And God has chosen to reveal himself to us through his word. Therefore, the Bible is the primary source of all true faith. Romans 10 and 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And I said this to our class last week, that the word hearing in this verse refers to more than just receiving sound into your ear. But it also encompasses understanding. Amen. So you could say Romans 10 and 17 like this, and it could be right. You could read it like this. Faith cometh by understanding, and understanding by the word of God. And I think there's some things that God wants us to understand this morning in this place. I think there's somebody in this house that God wants you to understand some things this morning. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, for the word of God is quick and powerful. You need to understand this morning the word of God is quick and powerful. That word quick means living. That word quick means it's an alive word. We need to understand today that God's word today is alive and powerful, written or spoken. Whatever the word that God gave to you, whatever you know of the word of God, it's alive, it's powerful, it's real, it's just as alive the moment that you read it as the moment that it was written. It's an alive word for you today. Hallelujah. We read in Matthew 28 and 18 where Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I believe there's some people in this house uh, and myself that need to understand this morning that through the word of God, that Jesus has all power. Jesus has the final say. Uh, it doesn't matter what the doctor says. Uh, it doesn't matter, amen, what that report says. Uh, Jesus has the final say. 
The devil can try to imitate, but God's the only one that can create. He is the creator of the world. He's the one that created all things. Amen. The devil may put things into your life, may, may try to think, make you think that things are happening in your life, but he's just trying to give you symptoms and make you think that it's that way. It's not always going to be that way. May I tell somebody this morning, it's going to change in the name of Jesus because his word says that he's the healer. His word says that his blood covers all. His word says, hallelujah, that he is the God that he it is gonna change it is gonna change because the word of God says so hallelujah hallelujah well I feel this presence here I feel this presence here hallelujah there's a creative miracle I believe in in this house this morning that God would do a mighty miracle for somebody in this place before the end of this message would even happen I believe that God would do something powerful in you and through you today Psalms 119 and 89 says forever O Lord Thy word is settled in heaven. That's something we need to understand this morning. Forever, his word is settled in heaven. It doesn't matter what comes our way. Forever it's settled. When God says something, it's not like you or I, or we can change our mind. No, no, no. God says something, and it's going to come to pass. When God says it, it shall come to pass. Come on, somebody get in your head this morning. It's going to come to pass. Your children are going to be saved. It shall come to pass. Amen. He's going to heal your body. It shall come to pass. He's going to do it. Have that kind of faith. Hallelujah. Luke 1 and 37 says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. That's hard for us to comprehend. Because we look at things and say, man, that's impossible. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, there are no limits. With God, there are no boundaries. That's the kind of God that we serve. You know, having faith is pretty important to God. I think it is. Or he wouldn't have mentioned it so many times in his word. In the New Testament, faith is mentioned 245 times. Believe is found in the New Testament 268 times. And 35 times the word trust is mentioned in the New Testament. It's a pretty important thing in the sight of God. A good example of faith is Abraham. And I want to read to you Romans chapter 4, verses 19 through 21. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. God had made a promise to them years prior, had told them that they were going to have a promised child, amen, and they were going to, that was going to, he was going to be the father of many nations, that he was going to be the, the, his seed would be as the sand of the seashore. He'd made him those kind of promises, but it hadn't come to pass yet. From a human perspective, it looked like it would not come to pass because here we go, Abraham, I'm 100, he's 100 years old. His body's failing him. And Sarah's womb was dead. But the word of God says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was also able to perform. The New English translation says in verse 20, says, He did not waver in unbelief about the promise of God, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He was fully convinced that what God promised he was able to do. Ha! Somebody needs to be fully convinced this morning. Somebody needs to pick up what Abraham had and not waver in your faith this morning but rather be fully convinced that what God has promised he is able to do he is capable of doing it this morning right here right now where you sit whether you be standing or sitting or whatever God is ready to do it hallelujah the unfavorable circumstance it doesn't matter the symptoms you're experiencing in your body right now they don't matter your prodigal or your loved one and how they appear to be rejecting God at the very, very present time, it doesn't matter right now. What matters is that if God gave you a promise, 
You need to hold on to the promises of God and not let your faith waver. Come on, somebody to hear what I'm saying this morning. Don't let your faith waver. Hold on to the promises of God. That child is coming home. Hallelujah. There are so many examples in Scripture of unwavering faith. And when you start to think about them, they just, you wonder, would I have that kind of faith? You think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There they were before that image that was set up. And they refused to bow. And they knew what the consequences were. But they said, hey, we trust in our God. You do what you got to do to me, but God, I trust him. He's going to take care of me. King, you do whatever you want, but I got a king who's over you. The king of kings and lord of lords who's over my life. And you do what you want to do, but he has the final say. Sometimes we forget who has the final say. And you know the story. They got thrown into the fiery furnace. It was turned up seven times hotter. It doesn't matter how hot your circumstance, how hot your trial seems right now. The devil can make you think it's so hot that you're never going to get out. But Jesus uh, is greater. He's more powerful. And you know what happens uh, in circumstances like that? uh, When you have unwavering faith, uh, you're giving God a chance to show up. uh, Amen. And all of a sudden, the fourth man in the fire, he shows up. uh, And there's no no smell of smoke that's upon you. Uh, There's no harm to your body. There's nothing that happened to you because the King of kings and the Lord of lords. uh, Amen. You're a good shepherd. uh, is taking care of you oh hallelujah the trials that we're going through are just a chance to show the glory of God but we've got to realize that in our lives and have unwavering faith I think of Daniel he knew the consequences of prayer he prayed daily he said it out in the open people saw that he was praying from his window they knew that he was praying he knew what the decree was He didn't care. He had a God who was over the king. The king of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. And though he got thrown in a fiery, though he got thrown in a, in a, in a, in a lion's den, though he got thrown in there, he may not have seen the angels that were in there with him, but there was somebody keeping that mouth shut of that lion. But he sure did see what God did. Amen. And so did an entire nation that was turned to God because of Daniel's unwavering faith. There are so many examples you can think of left and right of of people who did not waver in their faith and miracles that God did in the Bible. And we need to take those examples and take them to heart in the middle of our trial right now, in the middle of our situations right now, and say, my God is limitless. My God is without boundaries. My God is going to get the glory through this in Jesus' name. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Don't forget about the power of the Holy Ghost. Don't discount the power of the Spirit of God that's inside of you. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above, greater than you can think, greater than you can imagine, greater than you can comprehend. God is ready to do that kind of miracle. Hallelujah, through the power that works in you. Hallelujah. Can you feel his presence here right now? I feel his presence. Can you just lift your hands and thank him for his presence right now? Thank you for your spirit, Jesus. Thank you for your spirit, Jesus. I thank you, God, that you're here right now and you are our help, Lord. You are mighty and powerful and we give you praise, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody's going to walk out of here with their miracle this morning or walk out of here in faith believing that in the next 60 seconds, the next 90 seconds, the next whatever, tomorrow, whatever, your miracle is going to happen. Don't give up. Your miracle is going to take place. Brother Dan, your miracle is in the progress. God, God, God is doing it. There's a miracle in progress in your life. I know that. I know it in the Holy Ghost. It's a miracle in progress. Hallelujah. When I think of an unwavering faith, and I think of our dear brother Stevens. I think of unwavering faith when I think of him. When I was preparing for this message, I'll have to admit that my eyes did leak several times when I was getting ready because I kept thinking about him throughout this message and about unwavering faith. 
A man who endured so much in his physical body, but he never wavered in faith, even while he was facing death. Multiple times I sent him texts, and it seemed like they always got turned around. I was sending a text to encourage him, and he would try to encourage me back and let me know that he was praying for me. I remember sending him a text one day while he was in the hospital last year in Portland, and I was trying to encourage him, and this is the response that he sent back to me. Thank you, Brother Shane. I know God can do anything, and creative miracles are not impossible with him. I appreciate the prayers and all the faith that people are having and believing God for great things. And I'm believing God for great things. God bless. I love you. That's unwavering faith. Other times that I could tell you that I texted him and he'd turn it around and say, I'm praying for you and your wife. I love you. You know, it just, that's unwavering faith. That's the kind of faith that we need to have in our lives. And I know maybe that makes some people sad saying something like that this morning, but his legacy should never end. He impacted us all greatly. Amen. And I know for a fact that with the little strength that he had, even in the last days of his life, he was reaching out to people and encouraging them to make right choices and to follow after God. I'll never forget a group of us that went to his window to sing to him. And one night as we're singing, we did it a couple different times, and the last time that we went to go sing to him as we're singing, at the end of a song he asked to say something, and he didn't have the strength to project to all of us that were standing there, and some of you may have been there. But he asked Pastor if he would share with the group what he was saying. And so he would say something, and Pastor would say it loud enough that we all could hear it. And... This is what he said, something like this. He said, if things don't end up the way that you are praying for them to work out on my behalf, please don't lose faith. He said, whatever God chooses, whether God chooses to heal me or by taking me to heaven, please know that God is still the healer. That is unwavering faith. That is unwavering faith. God, I pray that you would give me that kind of faith. God, I pray that you would give individuals right now in this house uh, that kind of faith for whatever trial they're going through, for whatever situation they're going through. Lord, those that are online, I pray that you give us that kind of unwavering faith. When I think of the opposite, when I think of wavering faith in the Bible, immediately my mind goes to Peter. In Matthew chapter 14, starting with verse 22, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was, all, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. It's a ghost. Ooh. That's what they were thinking. It's a spirit. And they cried out with fear. But straightway, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. You don't have to worry in that dark night. You don't have to worry in that dark hour. Be not afraid. Jesus is telling you this morning, uh, He's with you, just like He was with Peter. And Jesus said to Peter, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, Bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, 
O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And they were come, and when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Peter, I've never walked on water. I don't know about you. I'm not that spiritual yet where I walked on water. But he had faith for the moment. But then those boisterous things came. The wind came and he saw the waves and began to think, Woo! As he's climbing up one and going down the other. What am I doing out here? This doesn't make sense. Faith don't make sense. This doesn't make sense. What's happening? Oh my goodness. And he lost contact with the master. He, he didn't, he took his eyes off him. And he began to look at all the things that were wrong. And as he did, his faith began to fail him. And he began to sink in the water. But even in those times, Jesus is there to catch us. Ha! Even our, in our wavering faith moments, Jesus is there to catch us. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. I know you've heard it before, but when you take your eyes off of him, when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, all he saw was those chaotic things. All he saw was the chaos around him, and he began to sink. And when Peter put his faith and his eyes, put his eyes back on Jesus, Amen. When Peter looked back up, that's when he called on the Lord. That's, that's, when, that's when salvation came. That's when a miracle took place all over again. And if we want to realize the promises of God in our life, if we want to realize the miraculous power of God in our lives, amen, we cannot be consumed with the chaos around us. We cannot be consumed with all the negative things of this world and things that people would say and even doctor's reports. We've got to believe what God is saying and that His Word is true. Can I get an amen? amen? We cannot this morning forget who is in control. We cannot allow our faith to waver. We have got to turn our eyes on Jesus. And when we focus on Jesus, that's when the miraculous takes place. When we put our focus on Him, that's when miracles take place. But that windbag, the devil, he begins to blow those boisterous winds in our lives. That windbag, the devil, begins to blow and make us think that he's bigger and he's badder, but he's not bigger and badder. My God and my daddy is bigger and badder than him. He created him. He can whip him any time that he wants to. He's a created being. My God's not a created being. He just was. And that takes faith to believe that. That windbag, the devil, he tries to blow those boisterous winds into our lives. Because he realizes that if you take your focus off God, he can steal your miracle from right under, out from underneath of you. He'll take it right out from underneath of you. The reason... I don't know what's going on this morning, but I'm getting sound back and forth here. The reason some of you are experiencing high winds right now is because the devil seems to sees the appointed time of your miracle. He sees that the appointed time of your miracle is upon you, and it's right here. He sees that your miracle is about to come to pass. And he understands scripture, and he's trying to keep you from your miracle. For does not the word of God say in James 1, 6 and 7, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let no man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. The wavering man. That's why the enemy's blowing like he is right now. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm speaking to somebody's heart right now. God's speaking to your heart. Once we claim a promise, it's important that we not allow anything to move us from the position of faith that, of that promise. I've seen people be healed. And then a former symptom comes up. And they begin to doubt what God did. And they begin to think to themselves, well... Maybe God really didn't heal me. Maybe I really am stuck with this for the rest of my life. And maybe this, this, this is just the way it's going to be. 
And they talked themselves back into what God healed them from. I know people that have been filled, and you do too, with the power of the Holy Ghost in an amazing way. But them in a difficult time begin to doubt that God did that in their lives, that God really filled them, and maybe this wasn't really God. Maybe I just, and they talked themselves out of what God did in their lives. They allow the enemy of their souls to talk to them and speak into their ears and ultimately talk them out of what God did. But if you have been given a promise this morning, a promise from God, you need to not waver in your faith, but trust and believe God. The last part of James 4 and 7 says, Resist resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Somebody has got to resist him this morning. Push back against the enemy this morning. Speak back against what the enemy is saying about your promise this morning. And resist the devil. Devil, you're a liar. God gave you this promise. It's going to come to pass. Don't be tricked by the father of lies. He cannot tell the truth. He's trying to keep you from realizing your miracle. Stand on God's word. It's a settled word. It's a sure word. It's a sure foundation that you can stand upon. It will come to pass. Luke 12 and 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to give you the kingdom. James 1 and 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God is a great foundation for your faith to be set upon. Set your faith upon that foundation this morning. If God has promised you something, uh, amen, if he's told you that something was going to come to pass and given you a promise, uh, it's going to happen. In 2017, I had a commercial garage door panel fall on my head, knock me down, injure my neck. About a year after that, I went to a, a big conference, and that night at the service, they were focusing on healing. I went to be prayed for, and I got prayed for, and uh, well, I really didn't feel a whole lot. kind of felt the same, to be honest with you. And uh, the person praying for me said, hey, how do you feel? Did, are you still in, is your pain gone? And one thing, I'm not as a liar. And I said, by faith. He said, but, but is, your, is, your, is, your, is your pain gone? I said, by faith. He said, do you have pain in your neck? And I said, well, yes, I do. And he began to tell me how that uh, I needed to have faith if I was going to see my miracle. And began to, he didn't, you know, that can kind of hinder you in a moment when you're believing God for a miracle. Be careful what you say to somebody. They may not be in the same place that you're in. Well, hallelujah. So, I remember that night. He prayed again. And I'll be quite honest with you, I felt worse going back to my seat than I did going over to get prayed for. It was like something just, woo. I was trying to attack my faith. And then I'm, those words are kind of going in my mind from that man that said that to me. And I'm thinking, God, I have faith. I've seen you do miracles. I have faith. I get back to my seat. And my dad, who was my pastor, sitting beside me. And I, I said, I told him what happened. And he said, oh, just discount that. You got faith. Got faith to believe that God's going to do miracles. Got faith to believe that God is going to do miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't mean anything, any harm by that. He had good intentions. But the wrong timing was there. We cannot let well-intentioned people discourage us of our miracle. Amen. What that man didn't know is God had already given me a promise that I'd be healed. God had already told me that it was going to happen. And I'm certain in my spirit that it will. 
I haven't seen it fully yet, but I believe by faith it is happening. I believe by faith that it will. I believe that it's in God's timing. I believe that God has an appointed time, that God has a perfect time. It could even be while I'm preaching this message. I have faith to believe that God could in an instant, just like that, bring healing. You've come too far. I've come too far and seen too many miracles for the enemy trying to talk me out of my own miracle. I've seen the blinded eyes open. I've seen the deaf ears unstopped. I've seen tumors fall off of people. I've seen people who are paralyzed, who could not even walk, walk out, dance out by the power of Almighty God. I've seen God do many mighty things. I've seen God heal ears. I've seen God take cancer away. I've seen God do all kinds of things, heal rotator cuffs. I've seen God take people with chronic pain and take that pain away in an instant. I know my God is powerful. I know that He is omnipotent. I know that there is nothing too hard for him. Devil, you're a loser. You're a liar. You can try to convince me all you want to convince me. But I am more convinced in the word of God. I am more convinced of what God has already said through his written word and through his spoken word. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost. God's speaking to somebody. I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. Your miracle's on the way. Your miracle's on the way in Jesus' name. Don't let your faith waver. Hallelujah. There are people in this room right now that could testify of miracles. Amen. Wasn't all that long ago, Brother Chris, we're sitting there having a Bible study. We prayed for your ears the next day. Amen. Boom. You come into church, you're worshiping God, and hey, I don't need these ear things anymore. I'm taking these hearing aids out. It's too loud in here. There's no hearing aids in his ear this morning because God healed his ears. Brother Charlie, amen, God healing him of cancer. Amen, if God can do it for Brother Charlie, God can do it for anybody. Then he's over there sitting in a Bible study in the same chair. I said, Brother Charlie, two days ago, God healed somebody, started his healing, started right here in this chair. I said, I feel like God wants me to pray for your ears. Amen, we prayed for his ears and what happened, Brother Charlie? Did God do a miracle? That's right. It's in the progress. God did it. God's doing it. Amen. Sometimes God will do it instantaneous, and sometimes God there's a healing process. And when God starts the healing, amen, you can't doubt. You begin to have faith and say, hey, God, you started it, and I know that you're not, you're not just going to do something imperfect. You are a God of perfection, and I know that when you start it, you will complete what you started. So you begin to say, hey, God, it's a little bit different. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The next day, oh, I feel a little bit different. Thank you, Jesus. It's getting better and better better and better as your faith, amen, helps you to see the miracle that God has already started in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. He has a perfect time. He has a plan for your miracle. He has a plan for my miracle. It could be right now. But our faith must stand on him. It's got to be the foundation. He will bring it to pass. Sometimes in the middle of our trials, it may seem like the voice of God is silent. And the devil would like to make us think that we are abandoned. But remember, even the man Christ Jesus, our greatest example, while hanging on the cross, had the feeling of being abandoned and forsaken. Right before the greatest miracle. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, there was a voice from heaven that said he was pleased. At the peak of his ministry, there was a voice of heaven during the transfiguration that said he was pleased. But on the cross, there was no voice speaking. And Jesus felt forsaken. Sometimes God's voice is silent and you feel abandoned. But right in that silence, could it be that God, even right now in your life, that God is creating the greatest miracle? We must have unwavering faith. In Luke 22, we read where Jesus was talking to his disciples just before his death. And he turned to Peter. Verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when 
Thou art converted. Strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. And Jesus said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And even though Peter wavered in his faith and denied that he knew Jesus three times, God's mercy and his grace still prevailed in the life of Peter. I'm thankful that God is still the God of second chances. I'm thankful that if I've had a second chance, he's still the God of third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth chances. He's the God that over and over again pours his mercy out upon us. I'm thankful that I know a God whose mercies are new every morning. I'm thankful that I know a God that if I'm still breathing, that he's reaching, trying to let me know that he loves me and cares about me and wants me to spend eternity with him. I'm thankful for a God like that. And Jesus made a promise to Peter. Remember this, well before Peter denied Christ. In Matthew 16 and 19, Jesus said, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus had told Peter, I am going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. But because of his failure, it seemed in Peter's life like it would not take place. But the day of Pentecost changed everything in Peter's life. Peter was endued with power from on high. Peter was filled with the power of God's Spirit. And when it came time for the keys, amen, to be used, there was no failure that had the power to keep Peter buried in his past mistakes. Empowered with the Spirit of Christ, he was able to stand and use the keys of the kingdom that God had given him. And he spoke in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. That promise, amen, is still good today. That promise is alive in this house this morning. God is no respecter of persons. What God did for Peter, God will do for you. That power that God gave Peter, God will give to you. It doesn't matter how many times your faith has wavered. Amen. There's a power of the Holy Ghost that's rocking and rolling in this house this morning that wants to roll and sweep into your lives. There's another wind that wants to blow. I know that the enemy has been blowing. There's been a boisterous wind blowing, but let me tell you there's a more powerful wind. It's called the breath of God that comes and breathes fresh life into you. It breathes fresh power into you. It breathes fresh anointing into you. It's a refresher for the soul. It's mighty. It's awesome. It's powerful. You've got to experience it. It will change your life. The promise is good today. God will do it for you. Maybe God has given you a promise in the past. And you've wavered in faith. Today is a good day to be filled to overflowing with the power of God's spirit inside of you. That your faith may be increased. That you would not waver. Lamentations 3, 21 and 23 says, 21 through 23 says, this I recall to mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Thank you, Jesus. Because his compassions fail not. Thank you, Jesus. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It doesn't matter if I failed and, and made mistakes. His compassions fail not. And every morning there are fresh mercies that are alive and waiting for me. And when I get in that dark spot, I can say with the prophet Micah, Rejoice not against me, O oh, mine enemy. When I fall... I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. 
Oh, devil, you might be rejoicing right now. You might think you've got me down right now. You might think you're winning right now. But I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, uh, you are not winning. Uh, Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me uh, than he that is in the world. Uh, I am more than an overcomer because of the power of the Spirit of God that's inside of me. And devil, you're a loser. You're the one that's going to hell. I'm not the one going to hell. You're the one that don't even have the keys to your own home, devil. You're the one that's a loser. Amen. I've got Jesus. Rejoice not against me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In our text we read, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, you're a child of God, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. We're kicking doubt out of here right now in Jesus' name. We're kicking doubt out right now in the name of Jesus. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Somebody just got to get your foot, maybe where you're sitting right now, and just kick doubt. Let a little, little, little kick come out. Just let a little kick go. Come on, kick that out right now in Jesus' name. There's been a whole lot of, several of you that the enemy's been trying to put doubt in your mind. To keep it clouded. Amen. So that your miracle wouldn't come to pass because he knows the word of God, like I said before. And he knows that he can get you to waver. But you can stop that cycle right here and right now, just like Peter did. You can stop that cycle and say, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm stopping that cycle today right now. And in Jesus' name, I'm saying to this mountain, be removed. I'm casting this doubt out of my life right now. In Jesus' name, you've got to go by the authority of the word and by the power of the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of doubt. I bind every spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. And we cast it out in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you come down to this altar this morning, these altars are open. If you'll do exactly that, come in faith, believing God will do for you whatever it is that you need God to do. It might not be the moment that you think it should happen, but it's going to come to pass. It might be the moment you sit down in your seat and you turn on the ignition to your car and you hear that engine rev up and all of a sudden you realize, whoa, that pain's not there. It could be as simple as that, but it takes faith to believe it. So this morning I just believe that somebody needed to be encouraged in their faith this morning. I believe that somebody is going to get recharged with faith this morning. And it, I don't know who you are, but I know the power of the Holy Ghost is ready to fall on this place right now. Amen. You heard what the Word of God says. All you've got to do is repent. Once you've done that, God wants to fill you full of His Spirit. You don't have to come down front and get shaken. Nobody's got to quake you, throw you to the floor. Nobody's got to give you a rub down. Amen. All you've got to have is the name of Jesus called upon and begin to praise him begin to magnify him begin to lift him up and without anybody touching you you can be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost if that's the way God desires to do it but these altars are open this morning what do you have faith to believe God for do you need to be recharged in your faith this morning your recharge is right here Bring your spiritual Tesla right up here and plug in in the name of Jesus and let that recharge begin to happen in Jesus' name. Come on, the power is all over this place right now, but you've just got to take your hands and plug into the power right now and let God do what God wants to do in your life. With unwavering faith, saying, hey, I'm not going to have faith for this moment and then not the next. But God, right now, I'm believing you for unwavering faith that my prayers will be answered in the name of Jesus. I know, the word of, I know the word of the Lord has hit some hearts this morning. Now, where, where the rubber meets the road this morning. Where we, here's where we put our faith into action this morning. Do you believe the word of God over the report of the doctor? Do you believe the word of God over 
what the enemy has been speaking into your ears? Do you believe the word of God over that situation that you're dealing with right now? Do you believe that God is over every one of these things? That he's bigger than cancer. That he's bigger than the spirit of suicide. That he's bigger, amen, than alcohol abuse. He's bigger. My God is bigger than all those things. He's bigger than every disease. Oh, I wish I had some more that would just respond right now and believe with me right now what God is doing. You have faith to believe. Come on, Peter. Come on, Peter. Put your eyes on Jesus. Take that faith walk right now and step out of your seat with extra faith, saying, God, I have unwavering faith. I believe you right now for this miracle. I believe you for this wayward son. I believe you for my daughter. I believe you, God, that you're doing the work. Come on, somebody. There should be a lot of somebody stepping out of your pew, stepping out of your seat in faith right now, believing God. I believe you, God, that you're completing a miracle in my body. I believe you, Jesus. Somebody come play some music and help me out. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. With unwavering faith, Lord, right now, I say, I stand in agreement with your word. I stand in agreement with what you're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody right now, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Somebody right now, be recharged in the Holy Ghost. Somebody right now, get your strength come back. Come on, you know what the Word of God says. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, in Jesus' name, I pray for a recharge of the Holy Ghost in each and every one of us. Strengthen us, Lord. Revive us, God. Put strength into our bodies even right now. I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the healing power of God just walking in this room. I feel it right now. I feel the healing power of God. If you need a healing in your body, right now, you can receive your healing. I believe in the Holy Ghost. Have faith right now. There's a healer. There's a healer that's walked in this house. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, even the same angel. And I'm praying that the same angel... That stirred the pool of Bethesda. Is in this room right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would dispatch your angels. Dispatch your angels, Lord, right now. To those that are having unwavering faith, let the angel of the Lord go forth and work on their behalf. Now I pray in the name of Jesus. Send forth your angels to minister. God is working. God is doing it. Let's say, come on, reach out to him all over this place. Reach out to him all over this place. All over this place right now, God is doing it. All over this place right now, God is ministering.